So this week I talk about my highs and lows. So you might buckle up. This is going to be kind of a long one and probably very emotional. This episode is also dedicated to Boyd. This podcast, Living from the Bottom to the Top, is a weekly look into my daily life while living in my 2004 Chevy Suburban in the middle of the Mojave Desert in Southern California. These episodes are unedited and sometimes raw and emotional, and I do occasionally cuss in them. My goal for this podcast is to show that not everyone living in a vehicle has it easy, nor is it always comfortable. The end goal for me is to move into my own mortgage-free residence before I turn 60 in four years. Some of the ways I'm working on doing that is through the sale of items I make and put in my online store, donations, and other ways to earn money such as writing and other sewing commissions. I hope you will follow along on my journey. Thank you. So first, shout out to a couple of my Twitter friends that have been really, really supportive of me and I really needed to hear from them this past weekend. Um, and then during the week, the last couple of days, I actually, quite a few more people have been um, really there for me. So y'all know who you are. And I actually started trying to record some of this before midweek happened and one of the things was I really do like tomato sandwiches it's just I didn't want to do a week of them Um, so there's that so we'll get started with the first half of my week and then we'll end with my end of my week Um, this last weekend Well, I guess it was Thursday night, last Thursday night, I got a direct message about saying I was a winner of this contest, or this giveaway, and the prize was, like, amazing, and... It was so excited and everything that I missed some of the smaller red flags. But I also had put out to the universe that pretty much this is exactly what I wanted. In like June. Didn't tell anybody, you know, wrote it down, did my journal and did everything. And it was very, very specific about what it was. And for the most part, this giveaway answered that special request to the universe. So this person stated they were part of Mr. Polte's foundation and told me what the prize was. And I was, like I said, I was so excited. My stomach was doing all sorts of things. I was you know, beyond excited to the point I thought I was going to puke because I was that excited. 
You know, it was cash and a vehicle and a vacation for two. And I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, it did. It sounded too good to be true, but I was supposed to believe that the universe provides. And I, I put all my belief into, yeah, this is what I wanted. And like I said, I missed a couple of the red flags. So I told him, I'm like, you know, it's a great package. I love it. But the vehicle that was part of the package was not practical for me. But a truck would be, and it didn't even have to be new. Um, I also told them to give the vacation to uh, somebody that uh, kept reminding me about Polte and his philanthropy and all that. And then they repeated themselves. Okay. I tend to do that too, so I kind of overlooked it. You know, it's like, okay, maybe they didn't realize they sent it and... Or they had uh, thought they had copied and pasted something else and hit the send before realizing that it was that. So a few more messages back and forth. And me, I finally had to point blankly tell them that where that one, I live in my vehicle in the desert and there was nowhere to charge an electric vehicle. So it's at this point that they finally asked me what kind of truck I want. Really didn't think about it when I started saying, you know, a truck would be more practical. So it took me a few minutes and I'm like, okay, um, I told them that, you know, okay, a Jeep Gladiator, and if it was all possible, purple. And I get a message back that says, only the best for you, sweetheart. Excuse me? Okay, they're trying to be on my good side. And I'm like, you know, blinders on, not seeing any red flags, not seeing them. That should have been my next red flag. And they're like, got told, then they tell me they have to go to the dealership and put in for the custom paint job. Now, at this point, it's now Friday. They come back a couple hours later and they tell me that it'll be ready and delivered to the dealership on Monday. I questioned that. Labor Day was Monday. Also... I know for a fact the paint jobs don't take a weekend, especially a custom paint job. And dealerships don't do custom paint jobs. Okay, now I'm a little... Things are starting to, you know... Okay, wait a minute. Also, I wasn't asked which gladiator I want. Did you know there's three of them? There's the uh, the Sport, the Overland, and the Mojave. 
Now, which one do you think I would have chosen? Like I said, I was never asked. And then the next threat flag that started to really, you know, put into starting to kind of the excitement's starting to come down now. And I get told, I'm not supposed to tell anybody what's going on. Because I didn't want it to be messed up. Now, I'm an avid sweeper or sweepstakes person. And I know that this can be standard for some large businesses and some things like that. And this is to make sure that there's nobody saying, oh, that's my prize. That's not who, you know, you know, causing problems. So I, I, I understand that. And I also know when a large prize with a vehicle is involved, you have to prepay taxes. You have to pay the taxes before you can get your vehicle. So I asked and was told that Polte's Foundation was going to pull take care of 99% of the taxes and I'd only be responsible for 1% which would be reimbursed and I wasn't sure exactly I'm like okay maybe they're looking at the fact that you know the cash prize is really huge that that's how they're seeing it as reimbursed you pay the taxes and then you get your money so it's like okay now I know what the IRS would have charged and I'm like, okay. So then I get told the taxes total was around, I've rounded it up, but it was basically $1,600 and some change. And of course, I don't have that kind of cash. And I told them I couldn't come up with that by Monday, to which they replied they hadn't said by Monday. And if need be, they could set up a payment plan for me. Okay, that's a little weird. I asked him, now this is Saturday, I asked him, I'm like, can I, you know, figure this out and tell them on Monday whether I need a payment plan or whatever. Figuring, that'll give me at least a day of thinking about things. So, I'm like, this is Saturday afternoon, so I'm like, you know what, I think I'm going to just see how much stuff I have pre-made and do a live stream and sell everything, you know get a chance to sell stuff I couldn't get a live stream to work for nothing couldn't get twitch to work right um, when it said it was you know I was live streaming then it says oh you're offline I downloaded some programs I mean I did everything and I was trying this for like two hours and I felt like a complete failure and I hadn't sold anything because I couldn't live stream. And I was really getting down because I really wanted this prize. And I got some nice tweets and like, don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. So I wake up on Sunday. And I've got a message from them about. Am I still excited about my prize? Well, being put down, you know, being down on Saturday because I felt like a failure for not being able to do this live stream. Um, 
I started really reading things. And I'm like, okay, I thought I wasn't going to talk to you until Monday. And you're getting a little bit pushy here. I'd also sent a direct message to Palte asking about this person. Because now the ego was starting to take over. And I'm like, things aren't adding quite up. And I mean, I was, like I said, I was a little surprised by the turnaround about the Jeep. And I'm like, got to really start thinking about it. And I'm like, I know for a fact, I had friends in, in, in a body works business. Yeah, they'd take a car in, took them two days to strip the car, to do the, you know, strip and primary of the car. And then it was another couple of days. And then it was a holiday this week, this weekend. There was no way in hell they were going to be able to do that. So, but figured maybe the universe had it handled. And I'm like, okay. And then it was like, okay. Before I was able to live stream with really no problem. Maybe the universe is saying something. It's like, okay, you believed it. Now, wait a minute. You're not paying a whole attention. So, without really saying a lot of anything, I started talking about how my stomach was acting. Because now it's clenching. It's not that excited, I'm going to puke clench. It's the, I'm going to puke because something is wrong instinct. You know, that gut. It's like, ugh, what is wrong? So, and then I sent a tweet to Jeep, knowing I won't hear from them until Tuesday. And I've still never heard back from them. Wouldn't you know, I get a direct message about those tweets and how I need to ask them questions if I'm suspicious of them and that they knew I was homeless so why would they steal from me now I have never claimed to be homeless in any of my tweets or even in my podcast I state I am houseless so I'm like alright now I'm pissed and I laid it out for them I told them that Scammers don't care who they steal from, because they don't. And I'm houseless, not stupid, and they aren't even following Polte. Because I'm like, okay, I need to start f checking some things. They have four tweets. And they have people, they're at those four tweets, two of which are basically retweets. And then they ask two people to message them. And I'm like, the feeling is getting stronger that something ain't right. I'm like, okay. And then I told them, I said, they needed to prove to me they were 100% legit. Because I really wanted to believe they were for real. I really did. And when I did that, my stomach kind of calmed down. And I'm guessing my intuition was like, okay. Right, and I wasn't listening. What sucks is I followed them, gave them a shout out as someone as I did follow on my podcast, and I really did think they were part of the Palte group because I didn't think to actually check. And I'm really hoping I'm the only one they tried this with. 
I mean, it hurts in a lot of ways. And I really thought I had pulled a seat and manifested something truly, truly amazing beyond my comfort zone. So instead of answering their questions, they send me an email with nothing but a PDF file. Now I have several friends that are into computers and everything else, and I'm like, you know, ask my questions about viruses and can I open it without them knowing about it, all this. And so I opened it. And the PDF confirmed everything. There's a supposed photo of my check. It's not even formatted correctly to a standard plain um, United States check. Um, the address for the supposed foundation goes to Southlight. Southwest Airlines and there are four yes four different addresses on this check and different spots on this check not one of them is in the right spot and for those that are not from New York there is a place called Port Washington New York didn't think it was real I know there's a Port Washington in Washington. So I looked it up. The zip code's wrong. The zip code goes to... I want to say... It goes to New Jersey. Uh, but the... And... Polte's foundation is from Detroit. And they told me that they would, you know, if they called, it would be a Detroit number. Well, they did call, and it shows up as a North Carolina number. But the biggest thing that told me that this was a scam was the statement that all checks were processed by their off their broker at an offshore location to exempt winners from paying the 30.2% tax of federal laws have impressed upon the IRS to charge on all lump sums, some payouts. Each winner is solely responsible for all brokerage fees affiliated with their prizes and paying any expenses associated with any prize, which are not expressly included as part of the prize. And the reason for the amount that I needed to pay is because there's a red flag on my name and they needed it to be cleared. So, and I quote, you can have legal spending rights to your cash, unquote. And this part was written in red. Um, legal spending rights. That's a new one. So, like I said, I knew it was a scam. And my heart dropped and I was pissed off. And originally I wasn't going to put them on blast. And I'm like, realized if they were willing to do this to a houseless person, they'd do it to anybody. And so if someone with Twitter handle 
the Care Fund USA one messaged you, they are a scammer. Now it has to have the one because there is actually a real Care Foundation that is on Twitter. And I am going to send all my documentations to um, somebody that likes to take care of scammers because this is not right. And that was the first thing that happened this week. And I will talk about the next one after the uh, commercial break. Before I get into the next part, um, the Caldor fire is at 217 plus acres, 1,000 acres. Um, they do have it at 50% containment at the time of this recording. And that's mainly because it ran into granite and it really, and it burnt in a certain way. So now that it's trying to burn backwards, it's basically doing what's called a backburn on itself. So it may burn itself out really easily and they'll actually do that. Now, I may be really emotional and this is going to be the hardest part of this podcast. And I'm going to apologize for my emotions because I don't know how I'm going to be while I'm talking about this. Um, a lot of you already know the, this, but it'll be more in-depth. Um... Tuesday night, I uh, went to bring Boyd in, and he had wrapped his lead around a bunch of things and threw my sewing machine, which he's never done, and he's sitting on the table, and he's not even meowing at me, really. He's just looking at me. So I pick him up, and he kind of yells. And I do a little more looking after I take him off his lead and whatever, get it undone. And his left front paw, all the way up to his shoulder, is swollen. And I'm like, okay, you, 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 you wrapped it around the lead or something. And brought him in and he drank a little bit, he ate a little bit, and then he's like complaining a little bit, and he's like, he can't quite figure out whatever, and he had a couple incidences where he was like, he kind of puked, but it was like a frothy puke. I'm like, okay, that's not quite right. I'm like, but it was hot, so I'm wondering, it. you know, I'm like thinking, okay, he, he stressed himself out and did this. So he went to where he normally sleeps. And the next morning, he's meowing. And I'm like, that's not normal. And I'm like, come here. And he's like, meow, meow. I mean, he doesn't sound good. So I'm like, all right. I get up. I open the, because he's sleeping on the floorboard in the front of Ruby because it's cool. 
Now, I didn't sleep the night before. Couldn't figure out why. I just could not sleep. Get up, get him, put him on my bed, and his paw is warm, swollen, and he is not able to stand up at all. So I'm calling the vet, and it's taken them forever to even answer the phone. I had to call them back like four different times. And the last time, the phone rang and rang and rang, and it was like they answered it and put me right on hold. They didn't even ask you to put me on hold. So I'm listening to the spiel for them for a good 20 minutes before they finally answer. And they're slammed. This is Wednesday. And they're slammed. And they're like, I explain what's going on. And they're like, okay, let me see if we can get a vet. And we'll call you back. So, in the meantime, I'm trying to get him to drink a little bit of water. And he's not having it. He doesn't want any water. I'm like, okay, maybe he, you know, maybe he's hungry. And they, and C has been getting these, um, Tiki kitty lick sticks or whatever. They're like a tube with pate. Boyd loves these things. He turned his nose up at it. Now I know something's wrong. Then he starts acting like he's gonna, he's having a seizure. I'm like, that's not right. Still haven't heard back from the vet. And I happen to look. And I've dealt with enough pets. And I looked, and his tongue is turning purple. And he's acting like he's having our time breathing. So I call the vet back. I get put back on hold for a few minutes after I tell him, you know, all this. So, yeah, I had to uh, go pr- get precious away from a couple things. So I kind of have my wits a little bit. But anyways, so I uh, get a hold of them, the vet, and I'm like, it's going to take me like an hour and a half to get there. And told them about him having, they look like minor seizures, and the fact that his tongue, Boyd's tongue, was turning purple, which means he's not getting any oxygen. He's also sounding gurgly, so it's like, okay, what is he why does his lungs sound like this? And um, getting ready to leave, and he just kind of like looks at me. His eyes are wide, and his pupils are huge. And all of a sudden, his head just kind of lolls off to the side, and he sounds like he's purring. And then he stopped and sees like, why would you put him, you know, put him down and come help me do this? And I'm like, he's dead. And she's like, what? I'm like, he's dead. I am, I am gone. I mean, I am emotional at this point. And I'm calling the vet. And C's trying to do CPR. And you can smell, I mean, within like five minutes, you could smell death. 
So I called and asked how much cremation, you know, I was going to have a necropsy done to see what was wrong, what caused his death. Well, that was $400. There was no way. So then I asked about his, you know, how much cremation was. And it was $230 or something. I didn't have that either. And so I called a friend of mine at her job. And I was so upset. She actually thought I had dialed the wrong number. Until I was able to get a good breath and tell her who it was and she's like okay you need to take a couple really good breaths because I can't understand anything and you are so upset so I calmed down a little bit told her what happened and she's like all right I will pay for his cremation and I gave her the number to the vet and she's like when I get off work I will call or when I have a chance, I will call and take care of this. Well, her boss overheard the conversation and said, take care of it now. So she paid for his cremation. And we took Boyd to the vet, and they were absolutely slammed. And the receptionist kept asking me when his appointment was. And I said, there is no appointment. This is for cremation. And I'm getting, I mean, I had gotten myself under control again and it took me like three times before she finally understood why I was there and I still had to pay, fill out paperwork and then she's like it'll be this much I'm like it should be paid for this is who paid for it and everything and she's like oh here it is which just I mean it just got me upset again so what we're thinking happened was one of two things. We're thinking that because one, I live in the Mojave Desert and the next morning I woke up, I had to pee and I have to get out of my rig to go pee. And I opened the door and right across from Ruby sleeping was a rattlesnake so I carefully went and went to the bathroom and got back in the rig and whatever we're thinking maybe he might have gotten tagged by the rattlesnake and because he wasn't moving around a lot and everything it took that long for the venom to go through And, or, he had cancer, and I didn't realize it. So, either way. I am now alone in Ruby, other than the flies, and I'm really not sleeping right, because I'll go to sleep, and then I'll wake up, and... Or I just, I'm numb. And then I start crying. And then I get angry. And 
I mean, I literally just finished making him a new catnip toy. And I was going to take that with him to be part of his cremation. And I couldn't... I couldn't find it. Uh, but in a way, I think he knew it was going to be his time. And he decided to go now because it's been two years since my ferret Marilyn passed away in December. And... Prior to that, two years prior to that, my ferret Marcus passed away in December. I couldn't have handled Boyd two years after Marilyn passing away in December. I don't know how I would have dealt with that. And I have seasonal effect disorder. So it's already... I mean, I'm going to have a lot of hard time. Boyd was my buddy. He was my heater in the winter. He would, you know. And, you know, he was my clown. I mean, all cats are assholes. And he was a big asshole. But he also knew when I was upset and everything else. So... I really don't know how I'm going to deal with things. Right, yeah. Excuse me. Like I said, I haven't slept. And a storm came through today. And I've got a migraine. And it's a pretty good storm. I took some migraine medicine and I still have the migraine. And I took a nap. And the storm is turning into a lightning storm. So I don't know how I'm going to react to anything. So, yeah. So, my boy had passed away on September 8th. And I'll be picking his remains up, his ashes, next Friday. And I haven't... And my friend picked up Marilyn from the crematorium that I had her cremated at because that's where my friend was and that's who she used. So Marilyn's at her place and once I have her ashes and at some point I'll have Marcus's ashes and my other ferret, Mar Manny, and I'll probably have all the ashes, some of the ashes, uh, turned into some kind of jewelry or something. I haven't decided yet. But I need to kind of clean Ruby up and see if... Boyd had an accident somewhere, and that's the reason these flies are coming in. I mean, I have so many flies, and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to go to the card now.
Alright, this is my new followers section. And before I add these, I had 138 followers. And afterwards, I have 141. Um, my goal for September is to break the 200 mark. So, please share. So, these are the people I'm following. Jonathan Robbins. Scottish... Scottish Murders. It's a podcast. Then Wait Podcast. And Amber Hopkins. Reiki? Reiki Master? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. These two I'm not following. Um, but they're following me. So, and thank you for following. Uh, Miss Garcia and Jacob. So, um, Please share my podcast, and I hope you listen to more, and I hope I'm in a better place next week. Rogue out. Okay, this month I'm using Colette Baron reeds Oracle of the Seven Energies deck. As always, the question is, what does my audience and I need to know for the coming week? And the card that came up is number 11, in perfect harmony, which is energy 2. The color is orange, and it's associated with water. Water is connection, sexuality, intimacy, birthing, desire, pleasure, feelings, and fluidity. The key concepts for this card are togetherness, health, healthy and harmonious partnerships, commitment to a relationship, collaboration with others, and interdependence. The meaning of this card is, and I will be reading this directly from the book, you're entering a time of healthy, harmonious partnerships. Collaboration is the key here as you're invited to explore the potential inherent in making a commitment to another person, group, or even to yourself. Know that you're being bringing different gifts to the table. You don't have to be in exact set with everyone else. Being your authentic self actually brings you into alignment with others. You are a note in a harmony that's neither that neither overpowers nor is overpowered by any other. Your beautiful interdependence shows that your beautiful interdependence allows you all to shine. Just keep an eye out for a sign that your subconscious, which has been conditioned by your previous hurts and experiences, is working in a way not in accord with what your healthy self intends. For example, you may desire a relationship but expect to be tra betrayed, so you un unconsciously sabotage it. You say you want to lose weight but continue to eat compulsively and avoid exercise. In these moments, you are not attuned to yourself, and this disharmony spills out into all other parts of your life. If this is happening, you might want to take a hard look at yourself, do a self-inventory, forgive yourself, 
and then start singing a new song of self-love and acceptance. What's really great about this is how quickly you are now able to turn this around. Have no fear. It is so easy to get back in tune. All it takes is self-honesty and a willingness to heal. You can do it. This really is such a fortunate time. Um, I'll post a picture, as always, to my uh, Kofi and Buy Me a Coffee page. Um, you can view the card and all that without having to be a supporter. Um, I would like it if you would follow me on those pages, at least. And I also welcome comments. But in there, I will not tolerate any hate, and I will delete it. 